Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Ephesians. God has chosen to reveal to us by His own desire and predetermination His formerly hidden mystery as to the summing up of all things in Christ. Made known to us the mystery means that in Christ we now have revelation of things not known in Old Testament times. In our trip through Ephesians, we are stopping at a pullout along the highway to take in a majestic view as far as the eye can see. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he helps us understand the word mystery and New Testament revelations in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Paul, the Mystery Apostle. Ephesians 1.9, the mystery of his will. The context in verse 10 defines this mystery as summing up all things in Christ. This is, a, this is a whole part of the eternal plan of God, not before known, and it's all going to be wrapped up in Christ. Then there's the passage we're in. Ephesians 3, 3 and 4 uses the word twice, that by revelation there was known to me the mystery as I wrote to you before in brief. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. Put that in the context of Ephesians. What had previously been hidden was that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and that is riches for Jew and Gentile together. A little bit later in our chapter, we'll come to this probably on our next visit to Ephesians. To me, 3, 8, and 9 of Ephesians, to me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things." This connects to the whole plan of God. But he hadn't told us about this part until Christ came. Then there's a really interesting one, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32. This mystery is great. What's he been talking about? Husbands and wives. And he says, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. So here's a new mystery. Part of the relationship between Christ and the church has been previously hidden in that it's it's like an analogy to marriage. It is an analogy to marriage. Christ and the church is a good picture of marriage. Marriage in Christ is a good picture of Jesus and the church. Then there's Ephesians 6.19. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. You see, it's the mystery of Christ. It's the mystery of the gospel. It's the mystery of the rapture. It's the mystery of marriage. It's the mystery of the man of lawlessness. All of these things are part of this. And in context, that refers back to chapter 5, verse 32, that 
that thing about the relationship between husband and wife. Then in the book of Colossians, which, by the way, he wrote in the same time frame as Ephesians from the same jail cell. He says, pray that uh, I might fully carry out the preaching of the Word, that is, the mystery, which has been hidden from past ages. This mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In that one, as in 1 Corinthians 2 and others, the mystery is, created, is equated with the whole of New Testament revelation. Then there's one in Colossians 2.2, 2, God's mystery, that is, Christ Himself. Uh, every New Testament mystery is related to Christ. Then there's Colossians chapter 4, verse 3, pray that I may speak for the mystery of Christ, for which I also have been imprisoned. That refers back to the use in Colossians chapter 2. Then there's 1 Timothy 3, 9. He's talking about people who are qualified leaders in ministry, holding to the mystery of the faith. Now, the faith is a technical term in the New Testament for the sum total of New Testament doctrine. We say, stand firm in the faith. That means don't waffle on doctrine. Then there's 1 Timothy 3.16, which, by the way, relates back to 1 Timothy 3.9. By common confession, great is the mystery of godliness. It's also called the mystery of godliness because how can anybody be godly? We're so ungodly. We would need a godliness that isn't ours, a righteousness that we can't create. That's in Christ. All right. Hold your breath. Making the final turn. Here we go. Revelation chapter 1, verse 20. This is Jesus speaking to John. He says, As for the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. Now, here's an interesting thing. Those had been mentioned a whopping four verses earlier. And he says, now I'm going to explain that mystery. This hadn't been known before. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. There, it's Christ's relationship to the church, unknown in the Old Testament times, completely in His grasp, if you will, and now that is revealed. Then there's Revelation 10.7. In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound... Then the mystery of God is finished as he preached to his servants, the prophets. That seventh angel, you can go back and review our studies of Revelation, but that seventh angel refers to Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. The seventh angel with a trumpet blows his trumpet, and there is an announcement, the kingdom is here. There's a little bit of stuff that has to happen in the brief interval between the seventh trumpet and the second coming of Christ, but that is the mystery of God is finished. So this mystery era of the kingdom has a beginning and it has an end, and now both ends are made known. There's one more of these. It's Revelation chapter um, uh, 17. Oh, now, come on. Don't you? Why don't you want to go? There we go. Okay, Revelation 17, verses 5 through 7. On her forehead a name was written, a mystery, 
Babylon the great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. When I saw her, I wondered greatly. Um, And the angel said to me, why do you wonder? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. Where do you get seven heads and ten horns? Daniel. Okay? This one relates back to Paul's first use of it in 1 Thessalonians 2.7. This is part of the mystery of lawlessness. This is the end part of the career of the Antichrist. So, I don't expect you to remember all of this. You're going to have to thrill yourself with your own all-afternoon word studies. But understand, it's okay to call Paul the mystery apostle. His whole ministry was a surprise, a, a, a mystery. Nobody was looking for it. It was revealed by God at His sovereignly chosen time that Paul would pick up the ball of this ministry that was now open to the Gentiles and he would take it to way beyond what anybody else did or thought could be done. And then he also used Paul to record many of the things that had begun to be taught by the apostles and then he brought it to fruition as he ministered to the Gentiles. But please, Don't let this remain merely academic. Realize the riches that we have, every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. Oh, and by the way, we're piggybacking with Paul. We're following in his his ministry. God has given us a stewardship. We are also stewards of the mysteries of God, the gospel, Christ, the church, the, the, the end times, this is all granted to us. And the church will die in one generation if we're not faithful to pass it along. Now, stay tuned in Ephesians, and you'll have a lot of great stuff coming your way to learn how to be the best possible steward that you can. Now, let's pray. Our Father, thank You for the glorious riches that are ours in Christ. Thank You for this stewardship that You have granted to us. We, we pray along with the book of Revelation, uh, Lord Jesus, come. We pray like what He taught us in the Sermon on the Mount, Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we also know that The unfolding of your will on earth involves us, us being stewards of this wonderful message of salvation by grace through faith, not as a result of anything that we can do, none of us can boast. Thank you that we are your workmanship in Christ Jesus. Work in us, work through us, we pray. If there's anyone here that feels left out, not part of What's going on? Bring them to faith in Christ. Make the, make the dead live, that they can be regenerated and come to the Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.